0: friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. And y'all, have you heard our fun news that That Sounds Fun is nominated for the K-Love Fan Award for Podcast of the Year? It is the first ever podcast award at the K-Loves. Isn't that awesome? I cannot believe we're nominated. I'm so excited. So since it is a fan voted award show, y'all have done this with me before. (laughs) I have to do this somewhat awkward thing where I ask all of my friends here and that sounds fun. That is you. Please go and vote for the show. You only can vote once per email address. So however many email addresses you have, I would love it so much if you'd pop over to klovefanawards.com slash vote to let your voice be heard. Feel free to invite others to vote too. Again, that's klovefanawards.com slash vote. You can vote for your favorite podcast. And I hope that is, that sounds fun. I hope that is, that sounds fun. I hope you will vote for us. (laughs) It would be very fun for our team to win this Kayla Fan Award. It would be so fun for that. Sounds fun to win. So I hope you will vote. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a minute to share about one of our incredible partners, Hydro Jug. You've probably seen them in the background of all my Insta stories at work lately, but our team loves our Hydro Jugs. These durable and reusable jugs hold more than half a gallon of water, so you will for sure stay hydrated all day long. If there's one thing I get a little bougie about, it's a single-use plastic, especially water bottles. I do not like them. I would just so much rather refill a bottle than add another plastic bottle to the giant pile, you know? So I've got a pro hydro jug that's the pink sand color. Duh, none of you are surprised. With the island sleeve, y'all, there are so many fun combos. Literally none of us repeated them in the office. We all have our own. They've got stainless and glass hydro jugs, too, to choose from if that is what you would like. Most of us keep our hydro jugs at the office and fill them up every day when we get here. They make it so easy to stay hydrated and they have us talking about it and drinking more water. I do think the straw is a game changer. Drinking through a straw ups that intake throughout the day. I'm a hydration believer. So anything that keeps me focused on that feels like a way to be a good friend to myself. Get your hydro jug at thehydrojug.com. Use the discount code SOUNDSFUN to get 10% off off your order today. Hydro jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use the code sounds fun at t-h-e-h y d-r-o-j-u-g dot com to get 10% off today and start hydrating today. And as always, all those links are in the show notes below. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend Jeannie Stevens. Jeannie Stevens and her husband, Jarrett, founded and pastor Soul City Church in Chicago, one of America's fastest growing urban churches. We've had Jarrett on the podcast before. In fact, AnnieFDowns.com slash prayer. His book on prayer is one of the resources we recommend. But before Soul City, Jeannie was on the pastoral staff at Willow Creek and North Point churches. Jeannie's passion to help people wake up to their purpose and live in freedom is on full display in her new book what's here now how to stop rehashing your past rehearsing your future and start receiving your present it released on tuesday and y'all it's so good i endorse this book which means i not only read it and loved it but i think other people should read it too this message is going to help us all so much i cannot wait for y'all to hear about it and get to know Jeannie. so here's my conversation with Jeannie stevens Jeannie, welcome to that. Sounds fun. Annie, it is so fun to be here. The second member of Team Stevens. I know, Jeannie. How are you just getting here? I'm sorry. It's
1: okay. It should've. took me a while to write a book, so
0: that's why. <laughs> that's true. Um, we just did the month of April. We were focused on prayer the whole month, mm-hmm. and we used Jarrett's book as one of the resources mm-hmm. for people to grab. Yeah. How have you seen your husband writing a book on prayer affect your family? Yes. well, Good and bad, probably, right? Good I mean... and
1: bad. I, I think any person that's writing and they have their people, yes. it's like, let's see if this is real.
0: Yeah. Let's see yeah. if this
1: is honest yes. and full and filled with integrity. So whether he was writing on prayer or whether he wrote a a book called Four Small Words, that was like the story of God in in these four words. And now me writing a book on the present. Um, Our kids last weekend, we were on spring break and they know obviously the book's coming out and they're like, mom, what's here now? (laughs) Mom, are you here in the present? Mom, what's here now? Come on. And I'm like, Oh my gosh! Right, the pressure to be <laughs> the who pressure you write. To yeah, be yeah. What you write, but it's good. They keep me honest. Yeah, that's they right. keep me filled with integrity and that's character.
0: Right. right. So we get a lot of questions about women leading in the church. Mm. I am on the teaching team at CrossPoint. Mm-hmm. You and Jarrett co-founded and co-pastor Soul City Church, yeah. my all-time favorite church in <laughs> Chicago. I don't know if I'm in the Midwest. I'm coming to Soul City, yeah. and so. I would love for you to talk for a minute about y'all's journey there. You were at Willow, you were at Mm -hmm. North Point, but y'all are co-pastor and you teach a lot of Sundays. Yeah. So what do you say to men and women who ask you about women leading in the church in your role?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, to me, a pastor is someone that leads people to pasture. Mm. It's somebody that leads people to nourishment, to the food that they need for their soul. And that is who I am. Yeah. Um, Well, it's not my, it's not my full identity, but it is part of how I show up in the world is leading people towards pasture. And it, it has always been so authentically me. And I've been in a lot of different faiths. Did you struggle with that though? Ever like I'm the, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been in different church settings where that was really applauded and encouraged and then others where it wasn't uh, the case. And I have tried to really learn how to hold people according to orthopraxy versus orthodoxy.
0: Oh, I don't know what that means.
1: Meaning we tend to judge one another on what we believe. Versus what we practice.
0: Oh, man. Yes. Right? I had a pastor who said we judge ourselves on our intentions, but we judge other people on their actions. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so for me, I can't not practice leading people to pasture. It's who I am. Got it. It's what I do uh, when I'm in a conversation just with you or with a yes. friend. Or it, yes. it's, it's where I want to go. I live at the deep end of the pool. I yeah. always have. I'm not good at small talk. <laughs> uh, I love and, you for it. And so I automatically tend to pastor people. And so when Jarrett and I knew that God was saying, okay, I'm going to wreck the whole plot of your life yeah. and I'm calling you. To start this church, when when we knew that that was what we were to do, it just was without a doubt we're to do this together. Wow. There's not one over the other. There's—now, uh, we set it up in such a way where we both submit to our elders, like, I'm not Jarrett's boss, and Jared's right. not my boss. Right, right, right. <laughs> because we're one another's husband and wife, and that's our most important relationship. Yeah. But— I just as much lead and pastor people as he does. And so we've just held that same title, that same role. And you know, Annie, the older I get, the more I'm okay with the fact that there's a lot of people that don't, agree with that there's a yeah. lot of people that that's not best for them and yes. i'm okay with that
0: yeah me I, too i really me yeah. too. it's yeah. not a men and women yes i'm totally fine if you don't agree with where i have found myself yeah. in this we can still be friends absolutely uh, and Listen, I if actually, we disagree on that i be, and that makes us not friends i mm-hmm. bet there's eight other things we exactly. disagree on so exactly. if you can't be friends with someone you don't agree with yeah. over one thing don't be yeah. friends with them at all
1: so i know there's a lot of people that would probably say yeah i, I don't Know if I want to go to a church where a woman is the lead pastor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Great. Let me help you find some churches that you do want to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'm really okay with that. Yeah. I mean, we could get into a long theological yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. about why I show up in the world uh, this way and why I theologically. Orthodoxy yeah. hold to this belief, but to me it's it's not an essential. Yeah. You know, when you think about the essentials of faith and the non-essentials, this one to me is it's not one of those that's like I'm gonna get into debates over it. Yes. Certainly. I've I've always said that I just wanna be a really faithful pastor. Yeah. I don't want to prove why I need to be a pastor. Right. I just want to be faithful at doing it.
0: our friends listening who are in a church, I hear this feedback a little bit, more than none. Mm -hmm. So it it rings in my head when we're having this conversation. I hear from women who say, I'm in a church that I wish women had more of a voice in our church. How do we know the time to persevere and stay? Mm -hmm. And how do we know the time to go find a church that does allow women to lead in a way. I mean, because no church is going to be perfect. Every church is going to hurt your feelings. Yes. My church hurts my feelings. Yes. It's part of the gift. Yes, exactly. It's full of humans. Yes. So how do you know when to stay and when to not stay? You know,
1: I, I worked at two different churches, and one was all the way egalitarian. The other, I would say, appreciated the gifts of women and uh, showcased the gifts of women and gave platform to the gifts of women, but I don't think in their belief set would have said that they were egalitarian. Mm -hmm. And yet I am so grateful for that church. I'm so grateful for what I learned there. I'm so grateful for those pastors. I'm still in relationship with them. And I remember a season where the pastor of the church, uh, we had a great conversation and I just said... I'm really curious. Can we talk about why you show up in the world the way that you show up around this belief? And can I talk about why I show up in the world the way I do around this belief of women using their gifts? And you know, for me, Annie, I never saw a woman doing what I'm doing ever growing up. And so there were a lot of years where I felt like I was having kind of a inner identity crisis. Mm. Like, I think this is what I'm supposed to do, but I don't have any models or examples. Now, there were incredible women using their gifts in teaching in parachurch organizations or in outside ministries, but they were not an actual pastor. Yeah, They they weren't pastoring a flock. Mm. And if they were, they certainly weren't the lead pastor.
0: Yes. I was with some friends of ours last week who all kind of do this job, and we were having a conversation about how to finish well, mm. and the end of the conversation was, we actually don't know how because the only women who've led like us before us are still alive. Yes. They haven't finished. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. We don't have Andrew Murray's and John Wesley's. Right. And right. these, like, we don't have a bunch. I mean, there are a few, of course, We can, yes. we're going to get tweets. Yes. What about so and so? Exactly. But as far as like, you know, the generation of women ahead of us, the Beth Moores, the Priscilla Shires, though she's close to our age, the Kay Arthur, Mm -hmm. even, you know, like uh, Joyce Meyer, some of these women that are ahead of us Lisa Harper. They're still going. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so it's and hard what a, to like and what a blessing they are, right? Totally. People to look
1: to and people to have this sense of like, okay, I can run this race. Yes. But for me, when I knew this was without a doubt one of the the clear things that God had placed on my life to do. I knew that if I could be faithful to it, yeah, perhaps I could set an example and a picture to my daughter's generation and generations beyond that they would be able to say, oh yeah, that is something I can do.
0: Yeah. I'm not eliminated. I'm not eliminated from this. Yes. I I love hearing from younger women that are at cross and men. I had a, a dad at our serve the city last week, like a 50 year old dad, Tell me how much it meant that his daughter and him and his wife saw a female as part of our teaching team.
1: Well, and, you know, I have just decided, um, you know, obviously Jared's my co-lead pastor. And never once has Jared walked into a room and said, Hi, I'm a male lead pastor. (laughs) He's never introduced himself that way.
0: Men have never said, I'm a man boss.
1: Right. And so I... I don't like to differentiate myself mm-hmm. by saying I'm a female pastor. Yes, yes. I'm a pastor. Yes, it's one of the things I do in this world, yep. and there's many other things that yes. I do. But I don't need to qualify it mm-hmm. by my gender yes. in, in the front of that. So I never say, "Yeah, I'm a female lead pastor." Right. I just say, <laughs> You're "Like that part's implied. Uh, that's I'm implied right here. Yes, <laughs> I'm right here. You can see." Uh, but I'm a pastor, yeah. and it's what I. It's one of the things that I do. It's not. Yeah. It's not the defining of my. My identity, yes. but it's one of the ways I show up in this world yes. and love and care for God's people.
0: One of my favorite things about you is you lead Soul City Church, which is Protestant, non-denominational, mm-hmm. but you grew up Catholic. I did. We have so many friends listening that are Catholic. I love them. I love that we have this mix of Christian faith mm-hmm. within our friends listening. Will you talk a little bit about being in both those worlds, because yeah. some of the practices of the Catholic Church are so beautiful. Everybody listening knows yes. I love Father Mike. Yes. I love listening to yes. him read the Bible. What's the joy of having this history? I mean, your whole book, What's Here Now, has past, present, future. So put together your past and your present a little bit in church practice. Yeah,
1: I, I'm so grateful for my... For my story and for where I have come from, and I'm grateful for where I am now. I actually open up the book in the very first chapter of talking about my first confession. Yes. <laughs> and I remember as a little girl, you know, sitting in these pews and you can smell the incense in oh, the room yeah. and it's kind of, you know, dimly lit. And you're sitting there in the church and I'm literally sitting in this pew thinking, what are my sins? Wow. What are what are my transgressions?" Was the word. I didn't I didn't even know what a transgression was. But I now need to go tell a priest what my transgressions were. And I'm like, I fight with my brothers, I think I lied to my mom. You know, like I'm (laughs) like trying to like conjure up what are my sins. Well, you know, the interesting thing to me, and and I'm not sure about whether I I think that practice going into a, you know, dark mahogany box is, is the best way to do confession, but the scriptures talk about confess your sins to one another. Yes. That that's where you find life. That's where you find freedom. And how interesting that that was a part of my formative years as a young girl, that I would do this practice on a regular basis, the beauty of confessing sin. So I have a lot of gratitude for the different practices of the Catholic Church. The reading of the Gospels, right? Yeah. Every time we went to Mass, there's a reading of the Gospels. Every
0: single Sunday. Every
1: single Sunday. Wow. And, and you stand for the reading of the Gospel. Yeah. Like the, the epistles, right? You don't always necessarily stand for those, but you stand for the Gospels. Wow. There's a moment in the Catholic service where you pass peace to one another. Oh wow! Um, And and you walk around the church. It was that and getting communion because who doesn't want to hit a carbs and some juice during during a boring church service. Um, I loved communion and I loved the passing of the peace because it was this beautiful moment where you approach another individual, you know, and you offer them the peace of Christ. May the peace of Christ be with you. And the other person says, and also with you. And it's beautiful, right? It's just this exchange that happened every single mass. Yeah. And, oh, can you imagine if humans lived that way? Yes. May the peace of Christ be with you. And then we responded, also with
0: you. Yes. I want to do that. Why don't we do that? It's
1: such a beautiful practice. beautiful. So I'm so grateful for that heritage and... I knew that I was not experiencing a relationship with God. This is just my, ex, my personal experience. Sure. I know many Catholics would say different. In When I was practicing as a Catholic, I was not experiencing the relational dynamics mm. that I now do as a Protestant. And so I think being able to put all of it together, yeah. being able to put these beautiful uh, sacred, formational, liturgical practices with a personal, dynamic, moving relationship with Jesus. I I feel so grateful for both.
0: Yeah. Um, So
1: I, I really pull from both parts of my story.
0: Yes. I know some of our friends listening, I got a DM about this days ago, friends saying, of kind of walking not away from faith but just mm-hmm. away from the church the yeah. whole deconstruction yes. conversation, yes. but they still listen to podcasts. Yes, and we're one of the mm-hmm. ones they listen to. So, tell me before, before we started, you mentioned that mm-hmm. you're having conversations with people who are deconstructing and what what they why you're encouraging them to plug into a church.
1: I am. I'm I'm encouraging them. I think that deconstruction should lead to reconstruction. Yes, of of something. Yes, right, and. I often will say to my friends that are deconstructing or or people that are a part of Soul City, I want them to find a sturdy container
0: Mm, for them to practice.
1: Yes what they do believe.
0: Yes. And it
1: may be that the container they were once in doesn't serve them anymore. Mm. And and that's okay. Yes. There's lots of containers that we find ourselves in throughout life. Right. And they're not the containers to take us through life. Right. They right. were there for a season. They were there for a very specific reason, but they're not meant to carry us. Right. And so I will often encourage people, why don't you find a different practice? Mm. And, and oftentimes... People are finding that in a liturgical setting. Yes. Th- they enjoy being able to practice the church calendar, yeah. uh, liturgical readings. Um, and so I I everyone's journey is their journey, yes. right? Yes. Um and I I can't, as much as I love to control things. I cannot control. I cannot control. I love it. I love it so much. I'm an aide on the Enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is my vice. Yeah. Um but if someone were to ask, you know, I'm deconstructing yeah. and I I know that I still believe in God. I know that I still want to have a relationship with Jesus, but this container of the way I have done church is not yeah. working for me anymore. Yeah. I really will encourage them. Look for a new container. Yes. Just go somewhere else. Look for a new yes. container.
0: Yes. Yes. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, Pros. Pros uses their signature personalization process and premium natural ingredients to create the world's most customized hair care available. So by analyzing over 85 personal factors through their online quiz, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. Y'all know I love a quiz and this is stuff you know. No pop quiz surprises. It's in the area you live in, the climate, your hair goals, your nutrition habits. You're going to get a 100 on this. Like I said, I love a quiz, but when it results in personalized hair care products that have delivered the shine, growth, and manageability I was hoping for, love isn't even a strong enough word to describe how I feel about Pros. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz and you can be 1 million and one. And then with their review and refine feature, which I have loved, you can tweak your formula for any reason, like change of address or hair color or diet. They totally nailed my formula on the first try, but I've made some adjustments based on the climate changing I love that they want to keep improving when it is needed. If you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take the product back, no questions asked. And as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. And they're the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Let's go, pros. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. So go to pros.com/slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. And I want to let you know about another one of our incredible partners, Athletic Greens. We're interested in doing anything we can to support our health, especially when it's convenient and delicious, right? What is Athletic Greens, you ask? So in one scoop of Athletic Greens mixed in cold water, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens here are all the things their special blend of ingredients supports you ready it's your gut health it's your nervous system it's your immune system it's your energy your recovery and focus ag1 contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no bad for you chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good it's got a fresh green flavor with a sort of a tropical finish and it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy-free or gluten-free you are set Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's recommended by professional athletes like me. Well, also real athletes. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially as we finish up this cold and flu season. Bless the Lord. It's just one scoop and a cup of cold water every day. That is it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit Athletic Greens.com slash sounds fun. Again, that's athleticgreens.com soundsfun sounds fun to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now back to our conversation with Jeannie. My heart beats to the rhythm of the church calendar. Mm-hmm. It is like one of my yes. very favorite things. Same. Ordinary time, we're about to be there after yes. Easter Eastertide. Yes. Bores me to death. <laughs> I like, I can't, I feel but like we to But isn't that good for end. you, Annie, yes. as a seven? Yes, unfortunately it is, yes. <laughs> it's very good to not have like, exciting, exciting, yes. Advent, Lent, yes. yes. Easter time. Yes. Yes. But I grew up Methodist. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up more liturgical yes. than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I do find myself like, Hard days, I listen to hymns. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just something about there's going back. Yes. Mm-hmm. And going like, people sung this yes. for 200 years yes. before yeah. I existed. Yeah. These songs. Yeah. So I think there's something beautiful I'm, about that. I'm right that. there
1: with you. You know, a number of years ago, I started this thing called Advent Dinners. Yeah. And we bring people to our home. And, and our whole family kind of sits at the start of Advent and says, who needs to be around our table? And wow. everybody speaks into it. And then Team we invite Stevens. people to... Uh, Come and spend a Sunday evening with us, and I've written these liturgies for all of the Sundays of Advent. And we read the liturgies together at the table, and then I've created these intentional questions that we then answer. And I'm right there with you. There's something that is so grounding about practicing yes. our faith yes. in a liturgical way yeah. that connects us to one another. Yeah. It's beautiful. I,
0: what you write a lot in your book about curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like literally curiosity feels like a theme because the whole idea, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. let me summarize your book. Yes. What's here now is literally going like, what is your body feeling? What is your heart feeling? Mm-hmm. What are your emotions feeling? What are you learning about God right now? Like yes. with the combination of your past and where you hope to mm-hmm. go in the future, where are you right now? And the curiosity part. Talk to me about that a little bit because one of the beautiful things you do in the book is is you treat curiosity like it's a kindness to yourself. Mm-hmm. Is that Did it I is. read that
1: correctly? I believe that it is because on the other side of curiosity is judgment. Mm. We're judging what's occurring versus yeah. being curious about wow. what's occurring. And the idea of, of what's here now is is really the fact that most of us aren't really here. Yeah. We're not really here. And I like to say that if it's not happening now, it's not happening. Wow. Now is the only moment that we really had before we started recording. You You shared this, but... The here and the now is God's zip code. Yes. The, the <gasps> present. One of my favorite is, quotes from your book. <laughs> this is God's zip code. Yes. And while God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, you can't go to the past and be with God. Mm. And you can't go out into the future and be with God. The only way to actually experience and encounter God wow. is in this now moment. Yes. The only way to experience and encounter one another is in this now moment. Right. And so the idea of this question is to get curious about if we're not here, mm-hmm. then where are we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where yes. are we? Yes. And I I found when I first started practicing this, just asking myself the question, okay, what's going on in my body? Yeah. What's going on in my thoughts? What's going on in my feelings? I often found I was either rehashing the past yeah. or I was rehearsing the future. Wow. I was I was going to something of, you know, what was, or I was living in the what if, and I wasn't allowing myself to be with what is, what's here now. And that question, I got this little app called Mind Jogger. um, And I typed it in and I just allowed it to randomly ask me the question when I first started practicing (sighs) presence to ask me anytime throughout the day, what's here now? And so, I mean, I'd be in do a you meeting. you plug in your own question? You plug in your own question. It's a great little app.
0: Uh, it's Mind called Mindjogger. It can also be like, where are your keys? Yes. <laughs> that would also be a very good question. <laughs> like, is it like to help us not get Alzheimer's? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a Take lot a of questions that okay. uh,
1: I should, but should you type typed in. typed in. I typed in what's here now. What's here now. And I made wow. a promise to myself and God that anytime it would pop up on my phone, I would do the practice. I would just pause, and you can literally do it in, like, 30 seconds. I mean, like, we could do it right now. Like, so, like, even Annie, like, in in this moment, like, as you scan, um, what's here in your body right now? What
0: are you feeling in your body? I worked out this morning, and I never do, and all day long I've thought, that matters in my Mm -hmm. body. The -hmm. the Peloton instructor kept saying, you're releasing magic, which, Mm -hmm. whatever. (laughs) But I've been thinking about it all day, so in my body today, I feel stronger. Yeah. Yeah, where do you feel it like as you scan your body like?
1: Um in my core. Yeah. Like right in my core. Yeah, it's great. You're just paying you're just bringing attention to that yeah. part of yourself, right? right? And then as you even like pause and go, okay, what's here with my thoughts? Like what's mm-hmm. running through my mind? Mm-hmm. What what what's showing up for you? Um
0: what's running through my mind is I am thinking Uh, Well, the genuine truth is I'm like, be all the way here with Jeannie. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So what's going through my mind is nothing else matters. Yeah. Being right here. Yeah. Because I have to choose that because I'm so naturally distracted. Same. That when I'm, especially when I'm recording, I'm like, be all here. That's why I I told you I take my watch off sometimes and drop it on the floor if it starts buzzing too much because I want to be here. So that's what's in my mind is is choosing over and over. Yeah. Stay with Jeannie, stay with Jeannie, yeah. stay with Jeannie. So
1: good. And then thoughts or, or feelings, like what's showing up in your
0: heart space? What do I feel in my heart? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a little anxious, mm-hmm. not because of anything mm-hmm. here, but because I'm yeah. of my weekend mm-hmm. and things that are coming up and I'm planning for it today because I'm doing a wedding this weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I, and there's just a lot of factors. And so that's, I feel a little bit anxious and mostly I feel, um, um, real motivated today. Mm -hmm. I'm real like, Mm -hmm. let's go. Like we're doing work that matters today. Uh, But that's probably because I got to read your book this morning. So (laughs) I'm feeling very, so those are the things I'm feeling.
1: And it's amazing to just do that simple practice, right? It's, it's a pulling you back to center. Body,
0: thoughts, feelings. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Bodies, thoughts, feelings, what's happening here in my body, What's happening here in my mind? What's happening here in my feelings? And to not try and like give them answers or to solve them, but it's a way to pull yourself back to center because most of the time we're somewhere else, right?
0: I Um, mean, we're the most distracted generation ever. Someone was saying to us yesterday that goldfish have a nine second retention rate. And in the pandemic, humans move from an average of 12 seconds to eight Amazing. So, I mean, we are more distracted than We are.
1: And I think that part of what happens is that when we go to the past, we're trying to change something that already happened that we will never be able to change. When we go out into the future, we're trying to control something that we actually do not have control over. And when we practice presence, we get to choose to be here now. And I, you know, in the book I talk about that for me, I realized that whenever blame, shame, Grief, bitterness, or guilt—yeah. When those were showing up for me, I was rehashing something in the past. Wow.
0: I mean, one of my—I wrote down yeah. this quote: "Any unhealthy pattern has a root story." Yes. So all of it, everything we do that is unhealthy has this root story that probably goes back to one of those five things. It does because we're actively rehashing the yeah. past.
1: And you—you you know this about me. I am a advocate for doing our work. Yes. I mean, the work works when you work it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm an advocate for counseling. I'm an advocate. We both went to onsite. Yes. I'm an advocate for sitting in sacred circles yes. and letting ourselves be seen and heard. But we can't live in the past. Right. The past is a great place to learn from, but it is not a place to live in. Yes. And so I I firmly believe in digging in the dirt of your story. Yeah. But that's not where you're living in the yes, now moment. Yes, that's
0: good. And that's so good.
1: allowing the past to be a teacher mm-hmm. to the now moment, mm-hmm. but not trying to rehash it. And, and the same is true of the future, right? I'm a planner. I'm a dreamer. I'm yep. a visionary like you. And yet I can go out into the future and let my mind get tangled up into worry or to pretending or obligation or denial or control, my favorite. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, and whenever those show up,
0: it's an indicator to me, oh, you're not here. Wow. You're somewhere else. Yeah, your obligation chapter was so interesting to me because you talked a lot about the word should. Mm-hmm. And we say around here a lot, we don't should each other. Yes. And so will you talk about, yeah. I, I, this is a strong statement that I'm about to make, but will you talk about how the word should really pushes against our faith life?
1: It does, because it's not how we're meant to live. No. Um, it is not how we are meant to live. And, and I talk a little bit about the cycle of obligation. So the idea of obligation is that should says yes always yep. when yes isn't best. Wow. And whenever we're living with this perpetual sense of obligation, it moves us eventually into resentment
0: Yes. Because we said, we said yes when we shouldn't have said yes. yes. Um, oh, my gosh. That story of you taking an appetizer when they just asked you to bring wine is hysterical. <laughs> and then you burst into tears afterwards. Literally. And like, Jared's like, what is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> How many of us do that, though? Yes. In every way. We, we're asked to show up with one thing. Yes. And we decide we should show up. Yes. Three other things, whether it's thoughts or appetizers or because whatever. Because we have a
1: story of who we should Wow. And obligation, it always leads to some kind of inner resentment. Yeah. And then and then from there we go to
0: entitlement. If you knew how I lived in this cycle, and then we escape. This is my zip code. And then we escape. (laughs) And then we escape. Like a good seven should.
1: Then we escape. Yeah. Yeah. And when I realized that cycle of obligation from resentment to entitlement to escape. To resentment, entitlement, and escape. And I saw how I was just running around that cycle in my life. I realized, oh, gosh, you're leaving the present every single time yeah. you answer should with a yes.
0: Yes. Jeannie, I'm going to tell you the whole truth. When I think about that cycle, I am the most in that cycle when it comes to my body. Yeah. Is that is that the same? same. Yeah, does that so, feel true? Probably for a lot of yeah. women and some men. And I wrote about how oh my gosh, your
1: body chapter, the, the chapter on the body. Well, I I wrote with a confession because yeah. it was the last chapter that I wrote. Yeah. I saved the hardest for last. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm that kind of girl, and I have had so much shooting. Yes, when it comes to my
0: body, right? Because as I'm thinking through that cycle, I'm like oh, the reason I ever do to Oreos what I do yes. is because I'm escaping yes. because I felt entitled that change should have... Some sort of change. Yes. And here's my fear. Yes. I'm 41. I'll be 42 on July 7th. Let's all celebrate. But I am. I was just saying to a friend this weekend, Jeannie, I cannot spend another four decades trying to change my body. I know. Yeah. How do we break out of this? Well, so in any kind yeah. of obligation, how do we break out of the Well, cycle? I, I, the cycle
1: has a reverse cycle because... When we live in radical grace, which you and I both believe comes from yeah, Jesus absolutely it leads us into the next space of taking personal responsibility and okay. then we move to healthy boundaries and then from there we actually can experience this sacrificial love in our life now the the challenge with all of that is doing the practice right yeah. it, it's it's letting grace be here. Mm-hmm taking responsibility. Why? Yeah. Why do I want to should here? Yeah. Why do I want to say yes when I shouldn't? Okay. I'm going to take personal responsibility for my life. I'm going to actually use the sentence that is one word and I'm going to just say No, (laughs) one word I can say, no, that's me taking personal responsibility for my life. And then what I do in that moment is that draws a healthy boundary for me. Okay. A healthy boundary. I don't need to solve this through Oreos, right? I, I don't have to, especially for me, you know, that part of obligation that leads to escape. And we've talked about this as friends. Food is such a number.
0: Oh my gosh. It's yes. such
1: a place to numb yep. what we don't want to feel. Yes. And, you know, the interesting thing about feelings is they're not looking for answers. They're just looking for space. Right. They're not
0: asking to be fixed. They're not asking to be fixed. <laughs> That's they're so just thoughtful. saying, well, you
1: just let oh me gosh. move my way through your body. And Our especially. aren't
0: asking for answers. Yeah, Jeannie.
1: They're not. They're, they just need healthy space. Wow. And yet we want to give them answers. Uh, yeah. We? Yeah. We
0: want to fix them. Mm-hmm. I, well, your girl, Annie, does. You oh, know that. Oh, I do that. too.
1: I mean, yeah. you know. Fight, flight, freeze. I think we've added a fourth and it's fix. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fix me. Yes. And we try to do it with ourselves. We try to do it with one another. You know, when somebody's mad at you, you want to fix them from being mad at you. In a heartbeat. Yeah. When somebody's sad, what do we do? We hand them a tissue. Yes. Yes. You know, I have started whenever I meet with somebody in a pastoral, like counseling setting and they start crying and they say, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll lovingly say, you don't need to apologize for your tears here. Yeah. And I purposefully don't hand them a tissue. Really? And the reason I don't hand them a tissue is because I think we have become so uncomfortable with our tears. Right. And yet, it is just liquid in the eyes that is yes. needing to be released. I, I call tears liquid love. Yes. It's just liquid love that is coming out of our eyes because we're feeling something deeply. Yes. And we shouldn't cut that off. Yes. We shouldn't say, here's a tissue for you to stop crying. Right. You know, it, it, crying may be the very best thing that we need to do, yeah. it might be the thing that our body needs to release yes. in that moment. But especially when it comes to having a healthy relationship with our body. This was the hardest chapter yeah. for me to write. Yeah, well, you re- um, you
0: wanted to yeah, you had an idea um, of something to read to us.
1: Well, you know, I knew it was challenging because I've been so unkind to my body. That's it, right? I've been so unkind, so lacking of compassion. I'm not choosing to be curious about what's actually going on in here, just kind of telling my body to soldier its way
0: through life. Oh, Um, man. When you write about that, I'm not sure which chapter it's in, but when you write about you just made yourself keep going yes, and you did not listen to your body's signals at all. It wasn't even like overeating or undereating or blah, blah. It was Your body was alarming in eight ways and you just didn't stop.
1: And what's amazing is the body doesn't lie, right? (laughs) Right. It keeps the score. (laughs) It keeps the score and it always tells the truth. In fact, it's one of the most reliable gifts God's given to us. And so, you know, my mom, when we were growing up, maybe you had this same practice. I mean, every gift we had to write a thank you note. Yeah, and it was the thing that I hated doing the most. Right, <laughs> right. I was right. like, "Mom, I just want to play with my toy. I just right. want to play with this thing that somebody gave to me." And she always made us sit down and write a thank you note. Wow. And Annie, in the process of writing this book, I realized I had never thanked my body. Wow. I, I had never said thank you yeah. for this incredible gift. So I'll read uh, this yes, little read thank it. you it's note beautiful. because I think it's one of the practices. Um, It's a spiritual practice. It's a spiritual practice to bless and thank your body. And uh, so I'll just read it. Uh, Dear body, this note is long overdue. I imagine you wondered if this day would ever come, if I would truly pause and appreciate you for all you've done. Tears are puddling in my eyes just three sentences in. You've been so faithful to me. Your resolute and relentless presence has never let me down. When I needed you to help me run faster than Nathan Price at third grade field day, you mustered up all the energy I needed to leave it all on the field, and I'm so glad we won that day. When I needed you to help me memorize all those scripts and songs and speeches for our plays, piano recitals, and speech team meets, you made sure every part of my brain was firing in just the right way to store all of those words and notes in my head. When I needed you to protect me from that senior boy who pretended to care about me but cared more about making out with me and in, 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 making out with an inexperienced freshman girl, thank you for giving me the courage to get out of that car. When I fell in love with Jarrett and no part of my heart or mind was functioning rationally, you gave me the courage to take a risk and throw all my belongings into that little red Honda prelude and move across the country for the greatest love of our lives. When I got the phone call about my dad and then years later about Andy. You held me up. You released all your secret compartments of strength to walk with me through the storms of grief I would have never chosen. When we put our legs up into those stirrups and let go of every superlative to push two beautiful babies out into the world, you offered up power and presence that were speechless When betrayal and hatred found their way into your story, your perseverance and commitment to keep going inspired me. I don't know how I went so many years without realizing all you do for me. I'm so sorry for all the ways I've neglected and ignored you. I know we are on the same team and I'm officially going to wear the same jersey as you. (laughs) I'm committed to living like we belong to each other. For every program and plan that caused me to starve, or deprive you of the nutrients and vitamins you needed to be healthy and prosper, please forgive me. You didn't ask for much. Your needs have been simple and steadfast. Consistent care, watering, healthy sleep and exercise. I often made those simple things so complex. For the times when I didn't take care of my skin or intentionally let it burn for the next day's glow that would follow, I promised to take better care of our largest organ from now on. For the times when I pushed past healthy limits and you ended up broken, dizzy, drained, and fatigued, I promise to pay better attention to your limits, to listen to your joints and muscles, and when you are craving rest, to slow down. For the times I fed you garbage, okay, not actual garbage, but food loaded with preservatives and absolutely no nutritional value, and mindlessly ate so I didn't have to feel, please forgive me. I promise to continue the healing work to restore my relationship with food. I often don't stop and compliment you, but you need to know, I think you're beautiful. From our dark brown eyes to our short stubby toes, you're a masterpiece. And this thank you note is my way of starting to live, as if I
0: believe it. Mm. Love, Jeannie. It's beautiful, Mm. Jeannie. Mm. Thank you for sharing that with us. Why... Does the, I'm going to give a lot of credit mm-hmm. to the enemy here. Why does the enemy not want us to be in our bodies? Yeah. What is it? Why, why do so many men and women need to write that letter today? Yeah.
1: Well, I think that within our bodies, as I mentioned before, the body doesn't lie, yeah. and the enemy is the author of lies. Mm. And so, when we are grounded in our bodies, when we're actually living in this beautiful vessel, and isn't it interesting that the Holy Spirit chose to take up residence inside our wow. bodies? Wow. Right? Yes. When we're living at peace in our bodies, we're not telling ourselves lies. Mm. And the father of lies, the enemy, is totally like, wait a minute, (laughs) this is how I work. I'm good at lies. I'm good at causing you to doubt yourself. Mm. I'm good at putting scarcity in front of you and you believing that you don't have enough or you aren't enough. And so when we ground ourselves back into our bodies, we let go of those lies. Wow. And it's such a place of agency to live in when we actually can look and say Thank you, arm. Thank you, leg. Thank you, mind. Thank you, heart, for yeah. all that you're doing. Thank you, lungs, for putting oxygen in and out. Exhale, inhale. It's it's so powerful to mm-hmm. actually come into a posture of gratitude yeah. for what our bodies are capable of doing. Yes. Um, so oh, I think that's why the
0: enemy doesn't want us to get grounded yeah. in our bodies. So what does that look like on like a Thursday? Are you... Are you done dieting? Are you working out every day? Are yeah. you trying to change your body? Like what does it look mm-hmm. like to put to be what's here what what's here now as yeah. far as how we live in our bodies yeah. in a way that glorifies God and helps us to do ministry for the next I, I mean, I wanna be here till I'm like one hundred and twenty. Same. Same. One girl on our staff, eighty-two. She wants eighty-two. <laughs> She's I'm like out. that is not enough time for us. And so I wanna go as long as I can go. Same. But I also just cannot Try to change my body until I die. Yeah. I think so much of
1: what we need to start to do is to become noticers of the lies.
0: Wow. Curiosity again, right? Curiosity. Wow.
1: And I think it's healthy to exercise. I think it's healthy to pay attention to what we put inside of our our bodies, right? But to view it as fuel, to not view it as something like, this is a way for me to numb. This is a way yeah. for me to escape. But this is a way for me to be the fullness of myself. So here's why I'm going to eat this thing, right? Wow. T- to view the relationship with how we see food. I obviously just mentioned that. You know, I've had such a, a poor relationship with food mm-hmm. over the years. And I've gotten so stuck in comparative cycles, I'm reading Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown right now. Yes. It's so good. Yes. So good. And she talks about how comparison is... It's going to just happen. We're mm-hmm. humans, so we're going to compare. Mm-hmm. It's what we do with that comparison. Well, one of the places where I've brought so much pain onto my body is comparing my body to someone else's body.
0: My problem is I compare my body to other versions of my body.
1: That as well as other yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll look again. I'll rehash the past yes. to when I didn't uh, have children yeah. and now I have had two children yep. Um. to when I was younger in my 20s. I'm yes. in my 40s. Yes. And so I will look at that version of myself and rehash that part, mm-hmm. wishing I was here in mm-hmm. this now moment. And then looking um, at other people, too. Looking at other people and going, why, why is it that they can eat 10 Oreos and it doesn't affect them? Yes. And if I eat 10 Oreos, right. you're going to feel it. Right. right. <laughs> and everyone else is going to feel it. Um, so I think trying to get curious with my relationship. Yeah. With food, yeah. to get curious about my relationship with exercise, to get curious about my relationship with coffee, and yeah. you know, I mean, and and choosing to hydrate. I love yes. that all of your team oh my has gosh. these big hydrations. We all things. have our hydro jugs. <laughs> yes, they're a
0: podcast sponsor. I love. So it. we all got our hydro jugs. They're huge. We try to drink two a day, which would mean a gallon, but it's we're so all good. drowning more it's, than anything well, else.
1: <laughs> or you're in the bathroom <laughs> That's right. the entire That's right. day. That's right. That's uh, right. But I don't know if the the conversation needs to be about changing our body versus becoming curious about wow. our body yes and when i get curious with my body curiosity leads to love. Mm-hmm. When I'm wow. curious about another person, it means I want to know them. Yeah, I want to hear them. I want them to feel seen by me, yes. right? And isn't that what every human wants yes. to be known and seen?
0: Yes.
1: Our bodies want the same thing. Wow. They just want to be known. Yeah. They just want to be seen. They don't want to be changed. They don't want to be um, adjusted. Mm-hmm. And if we've been unkind, there might be some things that we need to get curious about with yeah. our bodies yeah. and make some healthy shifts yes, so that we can live in these beautiful vessels till we are 120. Yeah, that's right. So, so that we can offer our very best. But it's not for the sake of a comparative reason. Yeah, I want to yeah. be this size. I want to look like her. Right. I want my jeans to fit right. this way. It's because I want to be able to offer my very best. Yes. And when I shift that mindset, I can actually be really at peace with mm what my
0: size is. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one last time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Catalina Crunch Cereal. Okay, I discovered Catalina Crunch Cereal a few months ago, and I have literally had a bag on my shelf ever since then. It's a delicious alternative to most, quote, healthy cereals, unquote, that taste like cardboard, and is for sure a better choice than those sugary, artificial flavored cereals. It's the cinnamon toast flavor for me, but I actually really love the other flavors I've tried too. Catalina Crunch Cereal has got all the good crunch without the added sugar since it's low carb high protein and zero sugar it helps you feel fuller longer it's made with clean ingredients y'all literally there's nothing artificial in Catalina Crunch cereal taste for yourself why over 10,000 customers rate Catalina Crunch five stars they've got eight crave worthy flavors to choose from okay listen to these cinnamon toast yes dark chocolate chocolate peanut butter okay chocolate banana i'm interested honey graham fruity maple waffle mint chocolate yes 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 all of you every flavor is delicious on its own but try mixing them together for some truly mouth-watering combos okay like cinnamon toast and chocolate peanut butter okay or honey graham and fruity that's fancy if you're not sure which flavor to try first just grab a variety pack and try them all at once just be warned you can't blame me if you fall in love with all of them. That is not on me. That is on you, and I respect it. See why Catalina Crunch is the fastest-growing cereal brand in America. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com/slash that sounds fun for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com/slash that sounds fun. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try the variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it. Again, that's CatalinaCrunch.com/slash that sounds fun for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And I've got one last amazing partner to tell you about, Thrive Cosmetics. I love finding fun new makeup and skincare products to add variety to my getting ready routine. Even better when beauty products are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. No parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. And they work beautifully too. Thrive Cosmetics delivers gorgeous, non-creasing, long-lasting makeup that I know you're gonna love. Who doesn't need Thrive's perfect eye palette with long-lasting, gorgeous, neutral eyeshadow shades? And let me tell you about the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I need y'all to know we talk about this in the office. I can definitely see why it's one of their best-selling products. It's this ultra-lengthening, eye-opening mascara that lasts all day without clumping smudging or flaking it looks like lash extensions y'all keep thinking i have lash extensions but there's no damaging glue or expensive salon prices using this mascara over time actually helps support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes i love a mascara that stays put but i hate when i'm trying to remove it it ends up kind of you know all over everything not with thrive y'all it's it is like magic it slides right off with warm water and my washcloth it is wild no soap needed Thrive Cosmetics' impact and mission is bigger than beauty. Every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. That's why they put the word cause right in their name. They support women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. So right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com T-S-F. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash T-S-F for 15% off your first order. And now back to finish up our conversation with Jeannie Stevens.
1: You know, I I talk a little bit about this, but we've gotten so defining around numbers in our society. Right. What's the number on the scale? What's the number in your bank account? How many followers? Right. How many followers do you have? And we make numbers mean something. And a number is a number. Right. It is 140 or 192 or, you know, $1,000. It's a number. We're the ones that attach meaning to it. Mm -hmm. and. We also hide those things. Yeah. We're, we're really afraid to talk about what is the number on the skill? What is yeah. the number in the bank account? And it's this way that we kind of keep ourselves hidden from one another. And I, for one, want to start living out
0: loud with those yeah. things. Yeah, The more settled you are in anything, the more willing you are to talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Like, And don't you want to be with those people? Yes. I mean, my favorite business friends are where we talk about money easy. Easy. Where it's just like here, it's just a number. Yes. this is not yep. a worth thing. I need you to help me figure out what to do mm-hmm. with this number. I yep. mean, I have our podcast listeners know. One of my best buddies is named Connor. He's a baseball player that interned for us for a little bit, but and has you know been in my life forever. And we talk money all the time. Yes, and it just doesn't matter. Yeah, because it, absolutely, we, we don't love each other because of it.
1: Exactly. I have a mentor that one of his goals in life is to have no secrets. Ugh. Yes. And he says, whatever you want to know, just ask me. You want to know what's in my bank account? You want to know what's on my scale? You want to know, you know, and I just love that. Yes. um, Because. Living and hiding is not what we're meant to do.
0: Right. It doesn't get, yeah, uh, secret lives don't get us anywhere. They don't. Everybody doesn't need to know everything, but Mm -hmm. somebody needs to know everything.
1: And part of practicing presence is coming into this now moment, right? It's coming, it's not hiding our thoughts. It's not hiding our feelings. It's not hiding what's going on in our body. It's actually saying, okay, what's here now is this feeling, this thought, this, you know, sensation in my body. And almost always, Annie, it leads to gratitude.
0: Yes, I love that you end it there. I mean, it mm-hmm. it leads to gratitude, it and does. gratitude sets us free. I mean, Jesus sets us free. Yes. But- Gratitude sets us free from a lot.
1: It does. And yeah. and we experience belonging.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I, like I can sit here in this now moment and I can be across from you and go, oh, God, I'm so grateful. Yes. So grateful for every moment we've had with one another as friends. Yes. The moments where we've cheered one another on, when yes. we've held one another's tears. Yes. And, and, you know, and there's that experience of belonging. Yeah. I'm, I'm here with yeah. Annie in this now moment nowhere else to be nothing else to do this is just as it should be
0: yes I I'm glad you feel that because I feel the same about Mm. you Where I'm like man when I'm with Jarrett and Jeannie like home like it just feels very easy even though we don't get tons of time in the same place it is so easy with y'all well we
1: feel the same way um you know you spoke at soul city this last summer and it was in the pandemic so we had to do it on zoom yeah but oh we got such good feedback like people just had this sense of like she's so real she's so like right here with me and i think that's such a blessing of what you are bringing into the world, Annie. Thank you for that. You are inviting people to not just you know find joy and find fun, yeah, but to be here with one another. Yes, that's and, it, and to be seen. Yes. And and that's when I describe you. I, I, and I listen to your podcast every week, the multiple shows. But I, I love it because every person on your show feels like they're being seen by you. Oh.
0: And that's what so. that's what
1: people want in this that's world. That's what we all
0: want, right? We all Me want too. That's what I love about what's here now. I, you did a great thing. I would encourage all of our friends listening, if you want to write a book, follow Jeannie's <laughs> steps, because nowhere on the cover do people know it's about Jesus. Mm. But man, when we get in there, it yeah. is sneaky Jesus stuff. <laughs> on the cover, this could be a business book. Mm. This could be a... I mean, you, you've done the thing where people are going to feel invited because the cover... The cover says, Anyone's welcome here. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyone's welcome here. What's here now? How to stop rehashing the past and rehearsing the future and start receiving the present. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, anybody wants that.
1: Well, it was so funny. My Uber driver last night when I landed yeah. in Nashville, he's like, So what do you do? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm an author. Yes. <laughs> you know? good. and I was like, Own it, own this yes. part of you. And I said, I'm going to see some of my friends to share about this book. And he said, You know, what's the title? And I told him, And he said, you know, does it have a subtitle? And I said to him, he goes, I need that book right now. That's it. I know. I know. And then when we
0: get inside, you teach on Jonah and Mm -hmm. and David and Joseph Mm -hmm. and Esther. And uh, you just take it, and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you just make it, it's sneaky Jesus on people, which is one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. This is one of those books that we can hand out to every graduate and senior, Mm -hmm. to people for Mother's Day, Father's Mm -hmm. Day. So I'm grateful.
1: I, I, you know, I... Purposefully chose for it to be a question yeah. because that's what Jesus did. Yeah, he asked questions. Yes, in fact, to the frustration of most of the people that were walking <laughs> right. with him, he asked so many questions. I think the scriptures only record three answers wow. that he gave. Wow! And so much of the life of Jesus is asking the question, and and you know he never said this exact phrase, but I feel like. This is what he was regularly
0: saying to people. Yeah. What's here now? Yeah. What's here now? Okay, so then I'll ask you our question. Yes. In the model of our Lord and Savior, yes. Jesus, the last question we always ask because the show is called That, that sounds, sounds, sounds Fun, fun. <laughs> tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh, Summer. Yes. Summer. summer. I'm summer Chicago's unstoppable, it's right? Unstoppable. Yes.
1: And I also am a July uh, birthday yes. girl, so July 2nd. Oh my gosh, so, we're so close. I know, we're so close. <gasps> yes. We should celebrate. Uh, so summer, uh, we got a ping pong table Did you? for Christmas for our kids. And so we play ping pong. All We're big game. I was going to say for
0: our kids, quote, quote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quote, quote. Sherry and I got a <laughs> ping pong table for ourselves. Uh,
1: so I'm loving ping pong. Yes. And I told you this when I read That Sounds Fun. The chapter on learning something new was yeah. so challenging to me. Yeah. And we moved in the pandemic and we live across the street. From a tennis court, and I've oh, never wow. played tennis. Yeah, and I texted you and I said, yes. Annie, I'm going to learn how to play tennis. And so <laughs> and I don't know if it sounds fun yet. I'm I sign up for some lessons.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh! And uh,
1: so What's that, yeah, so those are the things that sound fun to me. Yeah. Um, sitting around a fire pit with twinkling
0: lights, yes. summertime. Ping pong. Who doesn't love the summer? I can't imagine someone going, oh, I can't believe summer's here. I'm, like, I'm a summer girl at oh. heart. Yeah. We have a dream, a couple of friends and I, to have the best summer ever. We're mm. like, I'm making a bucket list and everything.
1: I heard you talk about that on oh, yeah. another uh, podcast very, and I thought, I need to Very ready that. to have
0: best summer ever. Yes. It starts with the Garth Brooks concert. Come on. And it ends, w- which is in April. It it Ends. So you're starting summer now. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying that summer has already begun. Yes. And it's going to end way in September. Pretty much all of ordinary time I've labeled best summer ever. <laughs> How to avoid ordinary yes. time. Live the Give best it a summer ever. Name. Give it a different <laughs> name. Okay. Also, let me tell you what sounds fun to me about, the, about Team Stevens is when Jarrett DJs and you dance your guts out in the background. It makes me so happy. It was uh, of all the things of the pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Jarrett's live DJ, and you're dancing around the fire pit was one of my favorite things. I mean, you do what
1: you got to do, but he's like, I'm going to start throwing these parties called Party Apart. Yes. And he literally just got out his DJ gear and did it in the backyard, and people would like hop on, and there's all these comments, and he's like, I need a hype girl. I need a hype girl. And I'm like, okay, here's your
0: hype girl. You did it great. Oh, my god. I was like, man, if I could drive to Chicago, there was – I mean, because I would – with a lot of us, especially in 2020 – Anytime someone did something online, I would just turn it on and be with them. Of you know, course. like I'm doing my laundry or yes. a puzzle or whatever. And y'all were, I mean, he's a great DJ and you're a great hype girl. He's going to be very, very happy that you just a great <laughs> DJ. It's it, true. It, it
1: is like the highest compliment. <laughs> he's a pastor, but secretly wants to be a DJ. Yes, so. it's <laughs> great. When,
0: for book launch, y'all should do some sort of yes, hype party That's for a great us. idea. Um, that's a great
1: idea. Jeannie, thanks for writing this mm. book. I've been
0: hoping you'd write for a long time. So Thank you. I'm grateful well, for you
1: have encouraged me many, many times. You were one of my first first texts yeah. when I said yes to writing this book. So wow. thank you for being a believer in yes. me and in this voice and the way that you cheer others on, Annie. It's so beautiful. You lift others up, and I'm just grateful
0: to be a yeah. recipient. It's my favorite thing to do. I can't wait for our friends to get to read what's here now. So I love you. Thanks mm-hmm. for doing this. Love you too. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? She is amazing. I have loved Jeannie Stevens for so many days of my life. I just cannot tell you how much I respect her and honor her. Y'all have got to grab a copy of her new book, What's Here Now. Follow Jeannie on social media. Tell her thanks so much for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same Today, what sounds fun to me is I'm picking up some clothes for a wedding this weekend. I had to get them altered, and I'm going to go pick them up. I'm very excited about it. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with my friend and Nequist and a portion of our live show from a few weeks ago. Y'all are going to love it. Have a good weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. And don't forget to go vote for the Kayla Fit <laughs> We'll see y'all next week. Hard to your home.